Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Catherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I'm your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this critically important question, what does every parent need to know about the prodigal child? Mm-hmm. This is an important topic, mamas and papas, so important. Now, we are in a series on truth, and really, this episode is a bit of a one-off. We, we've been talking about all the ways that truth is being attacked in our culture, and I have more to say on that in future episodes. But in this episode, we are going to bring some much-needed truth to our perspective on parenting. As promised in the last episode, I'm going to explain to you why I felt the need to change my tagline from being a podcast about raising godly kids in an ungodly world to being a podcast about being a godly parent in an ungodly world. This change is very closely related to the question that I asked at the top of the show, what does every parent need to know about the prodigal child? And I say every parent because, you know, whether or not you have a prodigal child right now or ever have a prodigal child, and I I truly hope that you don't, you know someone who does. And it is so important to have the right perspective here to help ourselves and to help others. We are better when we lean on others in our parenting. But first, I want to say that this is episode 26 of Christian Parent Crazy World, and I am so proud of what we've accomplished in the first 25 episodes. I just returned from the Spark Media Conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was thrilled and honored to receive a Spark Podcast Award for Best Kids and Family Podcast. Woohoo! Thank you guys for listening. You know, you you are the best part of this show. I'm here because you keep tuning in and I really appreciate you. You know, I have some plans to make this more of a community where we can interact and really support one another. So keep tuning in. I will be telling you more about that. Let me just say, though, I, I hope you've learned a lot this past year or or however long you've been listening, and I hope you've been encouraged. Just so you know, this is a bi-weekly podcast. I'd love to crank these out more often, but, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom of five and a homeschool, and I'm in school earning a graduate degree in Christian apologetics, and I write, and I spend a lot of time at ball games and, and practices. You know what I'm talking about. I'm in the thick of of parenting just like you are. And for others of you, you might be empty nesters. Most people my age are. Uh, but that doesn't mean you aren't busy. We all have a lot on our plates. So I appreciate you tuning in. If you sign up for my newsletter, I will make sure that you never miss a show and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff. One thing that will be really helpful if you happen to have a child who is not in the faith right now. I'll tell you more about that in a bit. 
But you can sign up on my website at katherinesegers.com to receive those notifications and all the good free stuff. Now, what we are going to talk about in this episode is what is your responsibility as a parent? And what is your child's responsibility? And what is God's responsibility. When we get those things confused, it can it can wreak some havoc in our relationships and it can destroy our peace. So today I want to talk to you about the four stages of parenting because as parents we need to assume a different role in each of these stages and we will damage our relationship with our kids if we get stuck in the wrong stage. Then then I'm going to share with you the best question you could ever ask your child. This question, seriously, it has the power to change everything in your relationships with your son or your daughter for the better if you take it to heart. And by the way, this question works whether your child is walking with God or not, whether they're in the home or out. This question will change everything. Then I want to share with you a couple of stories from scripture, one of them being the story of the prodigal son. We can we can learn a lot about proper parenting from that story. Many of you have a prodigal child. I know because you've written me and you've told me your stories and I want you to to have some hope and some freedom in that journey. The other story from scripture is about the only perfect parent in the whole Bible. Oh, do we learn a lot from that story, mamas and papas, a lot. And in the journey through these stages and through these passages of scripture, you will see why I needed to change my tagline from being a show about raising godly kids to being a show about being a godly parent. Those dots will connect in a way that will bring us all some much needed freedom in our parenting. That's the plan for this episode, mamas and papas. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, We've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. 
Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So, as parents, we go through four primary stages with our kids. And in each of these stages or or phases, we assume a different role. The first stage is infancy. And the role that we assume as a parent is the caregiver. We care for absolutely every single need of our kids, what they eat, what they drink, when they sleep, what they wear, where they go, what they hear. You know, our, our kids really can't choose anything for themselves in this phase of life. Their every choice is made by us. Their every need is provided for by us because we are the caregiver. Now, somewhere around toddlerhood and extending through the early elementary school years, we enter into a new phase. And as parents, we still maintain the caregiver role, but but our primary role changes. We become the cop. We tell our kids what they can and cannot do. Don't touch the stove. Don't run into the street. Don't play with knives. Don't watch that show. Don't put that undissolved hunk of dishwasher detergent in your mouth while I have my back turned putting dishes in the cabinet because I don't want to spend the next half an hour on the phone with poison control and have to take you to the ER to have your stomach pumped. Okay, well, that got really personal. Okay, so we didn't have to go to the ER, but it was way closer than I would have liked. But in this phase or stage, the list goes on and on and on about all the things we have to do to keep our kids from harming themselves. We spend much of our day repeating and enforcing rules, issuing fines and punishments because, you know, we're, we're the cop. But then in the middle to late elementary school years and extending through much of high school, the third phase comes. This is late adolescence. Our kids, you know, they pretty much know the rules at this point. We, we still have to enforce them. But now we enter into a new phase. We become the coach. We're not just telling our kids what they should and shouldn't do anymore. We're explaining why. Because we want them to understand why and eventually (laughs) coach themselves. Because we're not going to be there every day for the rest of their lives to coach them. Nor do we want to be. We want them to grow up. But until then, we, we use the things that happen in everyday life to teach our kids vitally important life lessons. Just like a coach would. Eat your vegetables because you need those nutrients in order to be healthy and live a long life. Brush your teeth every day and floss because if you don't, you you may lose your teeth. Don't make a face at someone because your face might get stuck like that permanently. Okay, that last one isn't real, but my mama said that to me every time I made a face. That is such a mom thing to do, isn't it? You know, In this phase, we don't just tell our kids what to do. We tell them why because they need to 
understand the why so they can learn to coach themselves. (sighs) But finally... Towards the end of high school, usually somewhere in the junior year, we enter the final phase of parenting. And honestly, you know, we stay in this phase for the rest of their lives. Our kids are are working and driving and doing more and more life on their own. And we can't make many of these choices for them anymore. We can't even coach them because we're not always there. In this phase, we become the counselor. By the way, (laughs) do you like the fact that each of these roles starts with a C? Isn't that clever? And also, you know, uh, for, for the record, I didn't come up with these roles. A pastor named Pastor Corey. We'll talk a little more about him later. Um, He shared them with me and he got them from someone else. You know, he doesn't even remember who, but I did make sure that they all started with a C because I go the extra mile for you guys. And because, well, I love alliteration. Anyways, so this last phase of parenting, in this phase, we become the counselor. We offer advice on a myriad of issues. What college, what career path, what friends and hobbies, you know, but we can't make these decisions for our kids anymore. And we really can't barge into their lives unsolicited and offer all kinds of advice, at least not without some very unfavorable consequences. The thing about a counselor is they don't come into your home and tell you what to do. Not not a clinical counselor. You go and you ask for their help. You ask for their advice. And when our kids enter this phase, we offer advice when asked. And obviously, you know, you grow out of the coaching phase and into the counselor phase with some overlap. Really, there's there's overlap between all of these phases, actually. But you are entering the final phase of being a counselor somewhere around, you know, 16, 17, maybe 18. This will, will vary from child to child. Now, as long as our child is in the house or or receiving financial assistance, we we can have a lot to say about their choices. We can choose not to fund a kid in college if they're not studying, if they're not doing the work. We can choose not to fund or, or support in any way poor choices or destructive choices. But ultimately, the only advice that will really land in this phase of life is advice that is asked for, advice that comes through a healthy relationship with your child that has mutual respect. Every phase of life beyond the womb is a successive step towards autonomy for our kids, starting with the cutting of the cord. That's that's metaphorical as well as physical and, and spiritual. We want our kids to function as godly adults in an ungodly world, but <laughs> we cannot control their choices. The pastor who shared these roles of parenting with me is a guy named Corey, great guy, and and he shared a really great example of what can happen when you don't acknowledge the stages and grow with your child through these stages. This is where we get to that question in your child's life that can radically change your relationship with your child for the better. 
So Pastor Corey was struggling in his relationship with his oldest son, who was about like 17 at the time. They, they were just not connecting well at all. And a counselor advised Pastor Corey to ask his son this question. What is the one thing I could change in our relationship that if I did, it would change everything? Oh, oh, that's a scary question, isn't it? This is a very humbling question. You are really putting yourself out there with this question. No place to run, no place to hide. Now, I think this question is appropriate for multiple stages of parenting. Honestly, you could ask this question as soon as your child is old enough to understand it. But it is especially helpful in the later stages of parenting. Now, the key for this question to work is you have to sit back and just listen. You can't argue or disagree or or even defend yourself. You just have to listen and accept your child's answer because their answer is their reality, even if it is inaccurate. When when Pastor Corey asked his son this question, he got an answer he did not expect. His son said, "Well, Dad, you know, you're you're always giving me life lessons every time you talk to me. You're always trying to to teach me something." And Corey thought, "Well, you know, not every time." But he didn't say that. <laughs> Instead, he recognized that he did do this a lot. So he said, you know, you're right, son. I I do do that. And he committed to do his best to stop making everything into a life lesson. Because, you see, Corey realized his son was growing up and he didn't need a coach anymore all the time. But Corey was stuck in that third stage, the coaching phase. He was offering unsolicited advice all the time. And it was damaging his relationship with his son because his son needed to grow up. He needed more freedom. He needed more trust. He needed to make his own mistakes. He needed a counselor, not a coach. That question helped Corey to realize that he was sabotaging his relationship with his son unknowingly with the best of intentions. Pastor Corey took that advice from his son to heart and it changed everything. He became the counselor his son needed. And over time, they grew into a really great relationship. His son calls him almost every day now. But, you know, that is a scary question, moms and dads. So scary. What is the one thing I could change in our relationship that would change everything? And it is hard to let your kids grow up because they are going to make some mistakes and they might even wander off the reservation in that third or, or fourth stage of parenting. I started doing this new Bible study at my church. It's called Christ centered parenting. It is awesome. I'm going to put a a link for you in the show notes. In the first video, pastor and theologian Ray Ortland said, some children will find Jesus the hard way, but it is better to find 
Jesus. He is so right. Some kids are are made to push the boundaries. They are hardwired to do things the hard way. And that is so hard for parents in these situations because so often the parent is doing everything right. They may have other kids that they that they parented the exact same way and got a very different result. A child may end up in the pig pen through no fault of the parent. Now, of course, kids can go down the wrong path due to poor parenting. We probably all seen examples of that. But kids can choose the wrong path with right parenting. And you know what else? This is crazy, but I've seen it more than once. Kids can choose the right path with bad parenting. Because at some point, kids get to choose their own path. And we have to let them. And we have to stay in the proper role for whatever stage we are in. I want to look now at two examples from Scripture which show godly parenting with a result that is less than ideal. I've discussed this story before, I believe, in episode number four. You should definitely check that out. Um, I I believe the, the question I asked in that episode was, is Christianity just a religion of do's and don'ts? You know, in that episode, I retell the story of the prodigal son from Luke chapter 15. So in in this section of scripture, we see what appears to be a very godly parent. In fact, he represents God himself. Still, the child decides to wander. He's one of those kids who, who just has to push the boundaries and learn things the hard way. And you know what? The father doesn't lecture him. He doesn't offer unsolicited advice. He doesn't say, "Mm, this might go bad for you. He recognizes what his role is in that stage. He's not the caregiver or the cop or the coach anymore. He is the counselor. And his son isn't asking for any counsel. Instead, the prodigal son takes his inheritance and he squanders it. And he ends up in a pig pen. The father, you know, he doesn't follow him there. The father doesn't get in the pig pen with him and shake his finger in his face. Instead, the father waits at home, looking out the window every day, praying that his son will come home. Some of you are in that place right now. I know because you've written me. I feel your pain and I I am praying for you. It's important to note that in this story, we don't see that the father did anything wrong. I I don't say that to absolve us as parents from our responsibilities or our mistakes. Not at all. This entire podcast is about what we need to do as parents to train our children towards godliness, to instill in them truth and the spirit of truth, to encourage them in their relationship with God and to set a a firm theological foundation. But ultimately, our children must choose it for themselves. And in this story of scripture, the son does not choose godliness, not at first, not until he is at his lowest point. Then he remembers the kindness and the love of a very godly father, And he comes home 
Be encouraged if your child is wandering. Keep praying. They can come home. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, some children will choose the hard way, even with the best of parenting. Still, if we've loved them and trained them well, they will remember that love when they find themselves at their lowest point and believe me, or rather believe what scripture says. If they choose their own path, at some point they will find themselves in a pig pen. Some may stay there for a very long time, but they will remember what we've taught them, even if they run from it. And never forget how powerful our prayers are in bringing a lost child home. You know, I did a, a whole podcast on what to do if your child has walked away from the faith. That was episode 12. I have never received such a response from a podcast before, not even close. And, you know, I put together a list of scriptures that you can pray over a lost child. All you have to do is subscribe on that on my on my website, and I'll send that right out to you. One other story from scripture strikes me as very appropriate for us as parents. There's really only one perfect parent mentioned in all of scripture. That is God himself. He created Adam and Eve and he walked with them in the garden. He was their father and he put them in a perfect environment. They had paradise, (laughs) you know, everything they could possibly want and more. They had countless good choices that they could make every single day of their lives, and only one bad choice. Still, they chose that one bad choice. They chose their own path. They chose their own standard. They rejected the perfect father. And the rest of scripture, the rest of life, is a journey of the prodigal coming back home. Oh, moms and dads, the fact is, we are all prodigals, every last one of us. Some stay closer to home like the older brethren. We might even get a little self-righteous about that. God help us. God help us if we do. And some, some end up in the pig pen, but we're all prodigals, every last One of us is a prodigal child. So don't be discouraged if your child is a prodigal right now or or becomes one. The best antidote for a prodigal child is a godly parent hoping, waiting, peering out the window, praying for your child to come home. Listen, Listen to episode 14 on how to battle for your child in prayer if your child is wandering. The fact that our kids have their own free will doesn't change a thing that we're going to do in this podcast or a a thing that we will do as parents to train our children towards godliness and to love them unconditionally as God loves us. But moms and dads, free yourself from guilt or regret over what your children choose. God has no guilt over what we choose. He is not guilty when we rebel. He just loves us unconditionally. And he sacrificed himself for us, taking our guilt, guilt that he did not earn. And he speaks truth and he convicts of sin so that we can repent and be set free and find our way back home. (sighs) Yes. Yes. God is the perfect parent and still 
his children wander. We are not going to do this parenting thing perfectly, moms and dads. And our kids won't be perfect kids. But I do believe our godly example in parenting is the best hope our kids have towards choosing godliness themselves someday. We've got a, we've got a front row seat to their lives. And like I, I say at the end of every show, I believe we hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. You know, someone wrote me the other day and told me she listens all the way through to the end of the podcast every week just to hear that encouraging word. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) You know, we can speak life into our kids' struggles and their confusion. We can speak life into their doubt. We can speak life into dead places and command their spirits to come alive in the name of Jesus. That's uh, Romans 4, 17. That is my life verse. We can and we must speak life over our kids. If they don't come to us for advice when they get out on their own, then we can speak these things over them in prayer. So let's make sure that we are operating in the right role for each phase of our kids' lives, whether whether we are the caregiver or the cop or the coach or the consultant. Let's, let's do it to the best of our ability, allowing God's grace to make up for all of our shortcomings. And when we, and when we fail, humbly admit that we are wrong. You know, I had to do that just the other day with my five-year-old. I got, I got angry and lost my temper. She is in a particularly whiny stage right now, so she's getting on my one last nerve. But still, I, I, you know, I shouldn't have lost my temper, and I did. So I told her that mommy screwed up. And, you know, it doesn't matter if your child is 5 or 50. Humility opens doors. Asking forgiveness builds a bridge. If you need to build a bridge to your child, consider what you need to ask forgiveness for, regardless of what they're doing. We must model godly repentance for our kids. That's the best place to start. And be Sure to ask that question that will humble you. What is the one thing I could change that if I did, it would change everything? That is a very humble, healing, bridge-building question. That Bible study I mentioned earlier, the Christ-centered parenting, there is an article at the beginning of the book that just, it just floored me. I've, like, I've read it three times. The article is called The Gospel Story. I've, I've highlighted it and underlined and, and starred all over it. Here is a paradigm-shifting quote from that article. It says, Gospel-centered parenting is about much more than raising moral children. It is about constantly pointing our children to Jesus with our words and with our lives. Even so, the beauty of gospel parenting is that it frees us from taking the place of God. (sighs) Mamas and papas, we can't be God for our kids. We can't even choose God for our kids. We can only point them to God by being godly ourselves. 
You know, as I was reflecting on these stages and, and this Bible study and what was my responsibility and what is my kid's responsibility and what is God's responsibility, I realized, uh, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> I have the wrong tagline. Yes, I want to raise godly kids in this ungodly world. I do more, more than anything. I'm sure you do as well. But I can't choose godliness for them. I, I can only be a godly example for them. At the end of the day, that is all I have control over. And the only thing you have control over, moms and dads, is you. I want to read you one more quote from that article as we close this episode out. It goes on to say, children are a divine stewardship. They are, they are not for us to own, but for us to love carefully and guide and, and release to God's providential care. We cannot pressure, bully, or force them into the faith. We parent not with the anticipation of some promised outcome, but out of faithfulness to Jesus, leaving the outcome to him. Gospel parenting puts God at the center of our parenting, not our own efforts and not our children. Oh, wow, wow, you know, mind blown. No, no, we can't control our children. We do not own them. We cannot make them choose godliness. Let me be clear. (laughs) Listening to this show is not going to ensure that your kids become godly. It won't. There isn't a show or a book or a teaching or a 10-step program out there that will do that for your kids. But shows like this and good books and good teaching can help you to become godly. And godliness, true godliness, is contagious. It is awe-inspiring. It is life-giving. Yes, (laughs) yes, we can influence our kids like no one else with our godly example. How do we do that? By putting God at the center of our parenting, not some desired outcome. Our job is to be godly parents. And you know what? Being a godly parent will give our kids the best chance they could possibly have at becoming godly themselves. So that's why I changed my tagline, mamas and papas. Like I said, we will keep training our children in the way they should go, but we cannot control the outcome. We can't get a guarantee. We must leave the outcome in God's hands because only he is in control. I hope you feel a little freer after this episode. I really do. And I hope you feel empowered to be the best parent, the godliest parent that you can be, trusting that that is what your child needs more than anything. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know There are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could 
say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherinesegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. To hear more from Katherine Seegers, visit her site, katherineseegers.com. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a rating and review in your podcast app? It really does help us connect to more listeners like you. A special thanks to Kelly Gibbons, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.